calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh, you know, I just had a really great evening last night. It was oh, great. Hell yeah. What did you watch? Uh oh shoot. I watched the new Dexter. Was yeah. it good? Uh like it that's just what they son, right? Yes. I watched the first few episodes, but then I was like, how's he not getting caught? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, that's me. I'm like, how? It's, I mean, it's just nostalgia vibes. And I do love Michael mm-hmm. C. Hall. I think he's mm-hmm. a bit of a babe. So mm-hmm. yeah, I liked Dexter too, but I just didn't continue with the new season because I was like, fair, fair. Did you watch feel... it all? No, I I've got to like episode five, which is pretty impressive for me. Whoa, I know you watched five episodes in yes. one sitting. I did. Look at me go. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. I love that. Yeah. So I didn't literally do anything other than that and I read our that. book. So I love that for you. Fuck it. Why not? That's the best. Exactly. That's actually the best. I'm my soul soul feels fulfilled this morning. Good. Yeah. You had that chocolate too. Fuck, I was jealous of oh. that crunch bar. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I did no, have no. to sh- I had to show off my loot. Uh Avi, I saw at so like it, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I stand in the chocolate aisle and I like to look at like the new chocolates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know, girls mm-hmm. got to be up to date, but um there's this new like they've got like these pre-wrapped, like probably not good for the environment, but like little bite-sized Cadbury, you know, the chocolate with the mini eggs in it. They've got like mm-hmm. little bite-sized ones now. So you could just have a little Ooh. snack when you need one. A little taste. Just a little yeah. taste. I thought of you. I thought that you would like that because you could just mm-hmm. have a little taste. Just a little taste. That does sound right mm-hmm. up my alley. Mm-hmm. And it's like limiting because when you have the whole chocolate bar and you're like, I'm just going to have a little taste. And then you're like, I've got a whole fucking chocolate bar. <laughs> yes. And I will admit the bag of reason that I showed mm. is gone. I ate it all last night. Of course. Of course. What are you supposed to do? If, if But if it was in bite-sized little packages, you maybe could have limited yourself. Although last night well, was not limiting kind of night. <laughs> no, it was not. The, I had McDonald's and ate all the candy. So, mm. Mm. And how are you feeling today? Your guts? I'm fine. Yay. It's that 80s stomach coming through. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's just like a typical fucking Friday night. <laughs> yeah, just the um, iron clad. Um, mm. It's all the nitrates from the hot dogs and the craft dinner. Mm. Yeah. I miss craft dinner. I wanted craft dinner the other day so bad. We so need bad. to find her a vegan alternative. That's I got just one. As good. Yeah, no, I got one. It's not just as good. I don't know if it exists. If you are out there and you know of a craft dinner what do they call it i think they call it like mac and cheese a dupe oh macaroni and cheese yes. macaroni and cheese we call it craft dinner if you know a good dupe that is dairy free have you ever noticed know. 
the design on the box is clearly different. I know that you've, but they have a, a fork and we have a spoon. Stop. Yes. What uh, do you eat yours with? A spoon. I'm a fork girl. <gasps> Am Justin's I American a forker. Justin's, Justin's a forker, Justin's a forker too. too? Oh, Shit. no. Shit. Shit. I mean, there's some sort of um, like validation and being able to put one noodle on each prong of the fork and then True. eating it. <laughs> True. I have seen them do that and I'm pretty yeah. jealous. But then I yeah. just go, yum. Because oh, you're just like shoveling it in. Yeah, I'm just shoveling it in. I'm a fork um, gal. How do you eat your mac and cheese, everybody? <laughs> Tell us in the Facebook group. Yeah, so fork or spoon. We could put a we could put a uh, poll up a there. poll up a yeah. little poll up there. Maybe yeah, you know, eat it. Important with data. A spork. A spork. I don't like a spork, but maybe maybe no, people use true. those casually. I don't think so. I've never seen one oh. as part of like a cutlery set, but. <laughs> diehard campers maybe true maybe somebody maybe that's a thing in the states it's just part of the cutlery drawer there's like an extra spot for sporks sporks maybe or maybe they use like a knife they just live on the edge like stab and then lick gently (laughs) that would suck you like gently (laughs) well because it's a knife you don't want to get your tongue all bloody Nope. Nope. End, end up getting a split tongue just because you're eating your Katie with a knife. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay, what do I'm obviously only been watching Dexter. Like, what are you what are you doing? No, no, I ain't got nothing new. Nothing new. I'm not reading anything new. I'm not M- Linda gave me a book to read that she rated four stars. She said she didn't figure out the twist on it, which I love that. So mm. might start reading that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't know you know you know how it goes I am yeah. I've caught up on all my podcasts and I can get back to my audiobook now that I put oh. aside Monday's not coming oh. which it was starting to get really oh wait no did I finish that book oh right it was fucked up at the end I need to find a new oh. I needed a break it's... I'm remembering yes. now yes. yeah it yes. was fucked up at the end I don't think I read Monday's not coming that's it's a, good. That's a, yeah. But it was fucked Tiffany up. Tiffany D. Jackson. It was fucked up at the end. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it was good. Important. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I saw on the internet that Angeline met one of the characters from Res Dogs that we literally got to watch with her with in her, her yes. living room. Yes. And she I, met, I think she met the cop. Oh, cool, cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I can't, it was, I swear it was on Crave because I watched the first season. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. It's must Do you have that? Did we I give don't you a login? No, I don't have you, the we'll DP. We'll get you a login. We'll get you a login, girl, girl. No worries. You gotta get that DP. <laughs> yeah, DP. <laughs> Disney Plus. <gasps> Double penetration. <laughs> DP. Oh. What were you thinking about? I know. No, I was totally inferring that, but <laughs> yeah, you also were. I... <laughs> Do you think it's double penetration, like two dicks, one hole, or two no. dicks, each one hole? Yes, yes. Double yes. penetration at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So, what would triple penetration be? Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna Mouth go hole. with another orifice. Yes, and then if those are taken, a nose or an ear, I guess I don't know. Maybe. What joy would you get in jamming a dick into a nose? <laughs> Who would get joy out of that? Ow. 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 Don't. My nose <laughs> is already fucked up enough. <laughs> yeah, you've got that deviated septum, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so maybe so it would well. be better for them. Maybe it'd be better true. for them. <laughs> true. <laughs> Just go in, go in the one that doesn't work and maybe you'll clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Speaking like of clearing it up, um, we have a new baby. Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That was oh, an awful segment. Or nor. But we do, or literally or nor. I'm literally. so sorry. <laughs> literally or nor. Uh, we do baby? have a new Clarissa. Thanks for putting Welcome. up with her bullshit. 
Or nor Clarissa. Oh, nor Clarissa. (laughs) Welcome. The condensation. (laughs) I've got to stop. Okay. All right. Speaking of twists I didn't see coming, we should talk about this book. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We are reading The Shadow Sister. This is week four, and we're reading chapters 19 to 25, a.k.a. the end, bitches. I start, and I got a sudden chapter after this, so I'm going to be a couple of minutes, okay? Okay, right. okay. I sit back and relax, enjoy oh, my tea yeah. and my antidepressants. Thanks. Yes. Oh, nice. I took that this morning too, for once. Nice. <laughs> um, what happened last week? Let's see. How did mm. we end? Yes. Was last it me week that ended. No, it was you no, that I ended. ended. Um. Uh. Oh, oh there yeah, was Pastor, Pastor Daddy. Daddy. Pastor mm-hmm. Daddy showed up, and Sutton okay. was like, "Okay, yeah, okay, so." Chapter 19. Casey calls Ruth and she apologizes for how weird Sutton reacted towards her dad earlier. She's on her way to the bathroom to do her hair and she doesn't spot Sutton in her room. So she's hoping she's not around so that she can just have some like alone self-care me time to do her own hair. I hear you. I hear you, Casey. Right? Sometimes you just want nobody around. So Ruth literally says no worries and quote honestly my dad was giving me a weird vibe too end quote she then comments right but i Mm -hmm. thought pastor daddy was too obvious from the beginning but clearly Mm -hmm. clearly he was marked Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so she's then ruth is then commenting to casey how her dad is getting in the car now and she's frustrated that he's ditching her because it's 10 p.m. And he didn't even tell her that he was, like, going out. Cool. Really? Cool. So Casey decides that she'll wash her hair tomorrow. Oh, then they get off the phone. Sorry. Uh, Ruth's upset. And she's like, bye. So Gotta then, go. yeah, she's like, I'm going to go. I can't talk. I don't want to talk about this. So then Casey decides yeah. that she'll wash her hair tomorrow. Um, and instead, she's going to have a bath, which is like, that's my ammo. <laughs> I mm-hmm. fucking love doing that. Um, although I do not have like hair oh, that yes. needs the same sort of attention, I have really long hair, so it's like a lot when you wash it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Yes, I so, I understand the not wanting to wash. It's like I can get another day out I of this. I could probably get another day if I wore a hat. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for toque yes. season because that's just like I'm never and washing even uh, even an extra day one even, an even extra more day. after yeah, that after the ponytail wait. day yeah <laughs> just wear all the toques like nobody exactly. nobody's nobody's like oh I bet that girl has dirty hair mm-hmm. they're like it's cold mm-hmm. out <laughs> they're like cute toque where'd you get cute it too. actually funny story I got a toque at the water museum when we were in Chicago I don't think you heard but I asked her for a toque and she was like what and I was like oh the beanies <laughs> Yeah. Oh, can I get that cute toque? I'm sorry. What's what is a toque? <laughs> a toque? You want you want to be twerked? You need you need a twerking on your wheels? <laughs> you need a twerking? Okay. Anyway, so they get off the phone. Casey decides she's gonna have a bath, and when she pulls the shower curtain back, she finds Sutton. No, I fucking hated this. I fucking I know. 
hated that I but know. like it was good, so good but also fuck um lily has a really amazing way of writing these mm-hmm. kind of like scenes Suspense. that really yes, yes it like really puts you there and you can picture it entirely she nails that so yes this was creepy Sutton, Sutton's in the in the tub and she's in cold water and she's fully clothed and she's submerged under the water in the bathtub so Casey pulls her out she's like obviously thinking oh my god she's dead she's not she's fine and Casey is like okay this is enough I believe you will you stop now like she's she's finally like this is her last draw she's like fucking stop Sutton explains that after her shower yesterday, she remembered more about Andrew, and so she thought that the water might help her, but it's not. So she's frustrated. She's trying so hard to remember, but she, quote, feels like she's running out of time, end quote. X And I was like, what? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, what does that mean? So Casey reminds her of her cheer coach, and Sutton seems to remember some of this, that she wants to protect her teammates and Casey. Casey is finding it weird to have an older sister that suddenly listens to her because she's like, okay, you go, like, change and I'll help you with your hair and, like, whatever. And Sutton's like, okay. Um, But she knows that this will eventually fade, but she really doesn't want it to. Like, she's almost enjoying this. Not enjoying it, but, like... Mm. It's a different uh, dynamic to their relationship, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. it's nicer, obviously, than what it was before. Mm-hmm. Even though Sutton's less here, tumultuous. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. So she goes back to Sutton's room to make sure she's okay, and Sutton ends up asking her to stay with her. Um, they fall asleep together, and in the morning, um, Casey wakes up to her mother standing in the doorway crying she's automatically like i'm sorry sutton asked me to stay like she thought maybe her mom was like being emotional or whatever and that is when her mother tells her that ruth has gone missing fuck what the fuck right that, that was a twist me and up a half. too yeah yes, i did I not see that coming yeah. me neither because i'm like kudos we, last Lily. week we're like yes. where is this book gonna go like, where, gonna how happen? is this gonna wrap up <laughs> yeah how do these all like come together yeah exactly yeah. roof has gone missing okay sutton five years before so we're going way back way way also back. while it's on my brain i read the author's notes and in the author's mm-hmm. notes lily mentions how she struggled with um you know having a home and losing a home and that sort of stuff and i feel like my comments on an earlier episode about like is that how that works were totally um misguiding because i i've never experienced that so mm-hmm. i would like to apologize because yeah. of, like why i'm not an expert on that so yeah you yeah. know i respect it and um i'm sorry she had to go through that but she obviously yeah. knows what she's talking about mm-hmm, yeah. but maybe not the computer thing maybe i know better maybe on not maybe maybe just a bit okay <laughs> anyway five years before so sutton is feeling like ruth has taken casey away from her which i was like interesting because they're both like feeling that same but in different ways um, and that Ruth and Casey are currently at an Ivy James concert together that Sutton was not invited to. So, not so Sutton is instead with Ma Remy and they are doing a puzzle together. And she asks her, she asks her what's wrong. And Sutton finally confesses that she doesn't understand why Casey left her. Ma Remy gives her a bit of a bit of a reality check because she's like, "You've said you're too old for Ivy James," and Sutton's like, "Well, I am, but I still want to be invited." <laughs> Which is like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. No, when you're I remember young, you feeling that. I remember yeah. feeling that. Yeah, yes, yeah. totally, totally. When I would go to a friend's house and come back and see that my parents ordered takeout when I wasn't there, I would be so fucking pissed. <laughs> like I would be so fucking pissed. <laughs> so that's I mean, probably fair, like yeah. my way because i was kind of an only child so like, that's my way of yes. feeling left out you know yes yes i understand yes yeah and i still like it's weird like as an adult i'm like you ate something good without me <laughs> what do you mean you did that without me i feel i understand same which is same. weird because i can just go but like i can also go get my 
snacks and stuff. I I saw this TikTok side sidebar. I saw this TikTok or um reel and it was this guy who was like if you grew up poor or like you know not wealthy um Mm -hmm. what are some things that you do now and I was like ooh, interesting and he mentioned this guy he's like I don't really do anything differently now except for I buy myself all the brand name snacks and cereal Mm -hmm. and like food that I want and I'm like that's totally me like I go to the grocery store and I'm like fucking like i'll get the fruit roll-ups like i'm gonna get them all oh shoot fruit by <laughs> the I'm, foot yeah i'm just like adult money and i can get them yes yes we're we're dinks we've got extra yes yeah, yeah. but that's just like a weird thing like a weird mm-hmm. result mm-hmm. anyway but i was like oh that's good to like observe and have in my brain because i don't need all those snacks but i fucking love buying two boxes of cereal at once because i can't decide like (laughs) oh shoot look at you go yeah i live in excess i live my life in excess okay so anyway back to this book so marami gives her this reality check and sutton realizes quote it's not about ivy i want to be casey's first choice end quote so she realizes what's going on here um Sutton explains to Ma Remy how she never invites her to hang out anymore and that she can't invite an elementary schooler around because that would be social suicide in her middle school crowd Avi duh Ma Remy (laughs) duh how did you not know that yeah duh so Ma Remy explains how this stuff happens with sisters and that they will be close again eventually Sutton doesn't believe it so Ma Remy asks if she can keep a secret she says that their family has a surefire way to make sure they stay together. She places the bracelet in Sutton's hand and she explains, quote, when we were torn from our homeland and brought to this land as slaves, we weren't allowed to bring mementos of home. Memories, bonds of blood were actively discouraged. Families were broken apart and sent to different places. Husbands and wives separated. Mothers ripped away from their children. So they ended up having to make new families at all of these plant- plantations. This is what Ma Remy's explaining to Sutton. So the pendant is from a new family member who took herbs and ground them together. Each herb was chosen chosen for its special ability to bind people. It's been passed down so many times now that she doesn't know what's in it for sure, but she does know that there's the ivy and the cleavers, which is what we were seeing in the journal, etc., and that the plants have kept her family together. But if Sutton wants it to work, she needs to add something. So she pricks her finger and puts some blood on this pendant. Um, and Sutton asks if it's hers now. And Marami says, not yet. She still has a lot of family she needs to reunite with. So that was cute. But also, it was interesting because Sutton has such an entitlement to that bracelet when Marami never once said it was hers. Like, she never once said, this is for you. Mm-hmm. 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 but she's i she's mentioned multiple times even towards the end that it was promised to her but it wasn't no yeah and i guess that's maybe why they both have like such a they think that they're entitled to it because mm-hmm. uh, as we mm-hmm. find out later but like mm-hmm. yeah yeah because they both Marami both did the same thing but it's like mm-hmm. she should have been more clear <laughs> yes i i don't know if it was that chapter or if it was later when the dad was speaking about their family stuff but I just found it so sad that they were like ripped away from their families and then like their new name like new names were like the names of the plantations and it's like just sad yeah it's really sad and it's really fucked up that that's like part of history that humans were literally (laughs) treated as objects Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know just like like work courses like yeah yeah it's so sad it is okay fucking history man fucking history and when you know better you do better hopefully yes but i feel like a lot of people lately are like forgetting history it's scary out there something Mm -hmm. i feel i feel okay Mm -hmm. chapter 20 um oh right right after that 
uh, Sutton wakes up and Casey says it's almost like a computer. Like one minute she's asleep and the next minute she's completely aware, which would be super creepy. Um, And without prompting, Sutton says another girl is gone like me, which is fucking creepy. Yep. Casey, Casey explains that it's Ruth. Um. And Casey, like, kind of runs away to her own bedroom. I think she's, like, kind of scared by her. She's, like, not really quite sure. Like, she's scared, but also, like, knows she needs Sutton, but is trying to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And she also probably just needs, like, a minute to process. Yes, like, yes. Also, her best friend just What missing. the fuck? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so... Casey and Sutton later are listening to their parents argue downstairs. Um, Isaiah is clearly very mad about the police um, in inaction and like subsequent blaming of Sutton once she was found um, because it sounds like their mom wants to go to the police about Ruth or list, at least listen to the police about Ruth, whereas Isaiah seems like he's like completely done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that they only received one call in the past month since Sutton has been home about their case. Um, and he is mad because he cannot watch them do the same thing to Ruth. Yeah, that's not uh, right. Yes, it seems like they make amends and they end up going to the police department together without the girls. But later the detectives arrive at their house and it's the same ones from the hospital when Sutton was found. Um, the detectives are looking at Isaiah's work because we need to remember that he's a famous author. I keep forgetting mm-hmm. that he is like mm-hmm. super famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of the argument. Like he, I took a step back. I didn't want my uh, fame to cloud anything. Blah blah blah. Right, right. Um, he, the detectives remark on Isaiah's work as quote unquote your people. Um, and then later correct themselves as your family overcame a lot to be here and persevered. And I was just mm. like, oh, my gosh, this is not Isaiah is probably just well, we know he's just done. He's not done. happy, but for no. good reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's it um, would be it, so frustrating, honestly. Like, I understand it would. I mean, I don't understand, but I can sympathize. It would be so frustrating to constantly ha- feel like you have to like essentially teach people how to treat you mm-hmm. 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 yeah like when you're just it a would human, be exhausting yeah just you'd be like, like just don't. the person you're talking about yeah. yes why are you treating me any differently yeah. like yeah like yeah. just just fucking just don't, don't. <sighs> just treat people with kindness and humility and <laughs> equality you know equality yeah pretty much the same uh, we're all gonna end up in the same place in the end yeah yep all right it is now questioning time um the police start off with asking if sutton is still claiming that she has memory issues which is also another like i wrote did the like straight lip emoji like mm, are you mm-hmm. serious mm-hmm. Shh. She explains that she has remembered her boyfriend, which makes her mom, like, cringe a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the police start pulling out photos of the intersection where she was found. And Casey can see that it says 113th Street and Jericho. Um, their mom is not happy. And she already explained to the police that we weren't going to be talking about this issue today. It's about yep. Ruth um Sutton then speaks up and tells them that she remembers nothing all she remembers is pain cold lights and then Casey so they essentially stop questioning Sutton Mm -hmm. they turn to Casey and they ask her about Ruth's temperament which she wonders why they are asking about temperament so they change their wording as like what she was feeling was she stressed or upset this makes Casey think about, like, she wants Ruth back so badly, but she feels like if she tells the truth, she'll seem mm-hmm. like a runaway, but mm-hmm. she really has no choice. She's in a rock and between a mm-hmm. rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Um, she 
decides to tell the truth and tells them that she's been stressed out and upset because her dad's been away a lot and all of the family responsibility has essentially fallen onto her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the police ask if she's ever left without telling anyone before because they found the her phone um, turned off or in her and in her room as well as her bike being gone. Mm-hmm. Casey tries to explain like no, but yes. But, like, yes, sometimes she would leave her phone at home so that her dad couldn't track her. Like, I know how this sounds. She's, like, trying to plead with them to understand that she would never do this without Casey and never at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they know that Casey is the last person that she talked to that night. Um, and she explains that her dad was going somewhere and he thought, and sorry, and Ruth thought that he was ditching her again. This is confirmed by the path by pastor daddy that he was buying diapers by a receipt. And then he had came back after that diaper run and checked on his kids. And that's when he realized that Ruth was gone and the police asked if she would do this to punish him. Casey needs to explain or feels like she needs to explain that she's not like that. She's not a runaway. This is not like Ruth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Isaiah joins in and um, accuses rightfully um, that the, that they had did the same thing when they reported Sutton missing and that all of these girls who are missing are smart. And clearly somebody is targeting black girls in their town. Mm -hmm. The police argue back that this is all unrelated and finally maddie the mom joins in and argues against their excuses the police's excuses um the parents are obviously very very mad during this altercation sutton takes tamika's poster and she is noticing or casey's noticing that tamika is wearing a bracelet with her name on it like a friendship bracelet hi taylor swift Mm -hmm. hi taylor swift Uh, um Casey tries to help like um smooth over the situation maybe and asks if they've checked in on her cheer coach and apparently the police are aware of the complaints that Sutton had um made against him and that he was once a person of interest which is news to their whole family which is not making the situation any better no definitely um, not mm-mm. And that he could not be involved in this because he is currently in jail for a separate issue involving his personal training business. So obviously it couldn't have been the coach. This obviously throws the family over the edge and Isaiah tells them to GTFO. Get the fuck out of here. We're done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye for realsies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You guys suck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just honestly these last few chapters Lily did a really good job like we were saying before of like really creating the tension like I felt mm-hmm. the tension I was like oh my gosh yes go off Maddie mm-hmm. and Isaiah yes mm-hmm. yeah and also like it almost felt that at one point that the mom and the dad were like kind of floating apart mm-hmm. but you can see that they are very much like yes um a team together a, a team you know? yes 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 yeah, I like that all right so the detectives leave and Sutton says she needs to check on Romeo it's clear that she just wants to like leave for a little few little minutes Casey is feeling defeated and like she's messed up with the detectives which would be a super shitty feeling because her best friend is missing and her parents are upset and her sister now is clearly upset so fuck she feels like if Ruth didn't run away, she likely won't come back. And she knows that Ruth didn't run away. So she's just fucked. Like, that would just mm-hmm. be awful. She ends up finding her dad outside and he's pacing by the pool. He apologizes to her, saying that it's his job to protect them, that if their mom married someone different and the girls were white, they, quote, wouldn't have to fight so hard to be taken seriously. And I just have a broken heart emoji because mm-hmm. that's so sad. Like, it is so sad. 
So Casey kind of ends up comforting him and telling him that he couldn't have done anything with the other girls and that she is who she is because of him and their heritage that essentially she she wouldn't change it for the world kind of thing. Um, And then she confesses that she read the story of how Ma Remy got the pendant back. So then we find out um, a little bit about Isaiah's history and he's telling her Um, Well, she asks, actually, how his dad died, and we find out that Isaiah's dad died by gunshot at a protest. So, again, very sad. Um, And he kind of ends up explaining to Casey that he was mad at him for a really long time and just, like, the complex emotions that sort of come with that. They talk about their family history, and he mentions how it could potentially be true that Mima killed the slave master. There is mention that he thought the slave master story thought that she had cursed his crops. Um, And so he's obviously like kind of reeling from this too, because he's got like, he holds his family in such high regard. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking, how could we have a murderer in our family? Um, Casey comforts her dad saying, quote, I get you're upset that the perfect legacy you've grown up on may be a little darker than you thought it was, but this still sounds like justice to me. A man who owned us was murdered maybe by our ancestor, and now we're alive and he's bones in some forgotten cemetery. I don't feel bad about it. He can rot, literally. And I was like, mic draw! Yes, <laughs> I yes. I love that! Um, And then that chapter sort of just ends with Casey feeling like she has to find Ruth. Like, that's, she just has to. Casey is clearly having a very intense dream, First, Amani is calling for Casey, but is running and is way too far ahead. Casey is obviously trying to run after her to try to tell her that people are looking for her, but she is then gone. Tamika then reaches down to her and she sees her Tamika bracelet, friendship bracelet, um, and tells her that people are looking for her as well, but she does not speak. And eventually the bracelet turns into Ma Remy's pendant and Tamika turns into Sutton and then Sutton is running um Casey is trying to run after her as well eventually Sutton ru- dives into the water and is completely gone Casey's stuck and then finally resurfaces next to Ruth's dead body so obviously chilling not good ominous eek. yeah that's a big old dream it's a big heavy yeah. dream yes but when she wakes up, this is even creepier. Sutton is sitting in her doorway watching her <laughs> with her sunken, bloodshot eyes. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> hi, just watching you sleep. No big deal. Hi. <laughs> hi, just want to say hi. <laughs> she tells Casey that she remembers the bracelet. And she starts talking about the day that she was mad at um, Casey and Ruth for the concert. And then Casey ends up finishing the story about Ma Remy and how she did the same with her one day. When she was mad, they pricked their fingers onto the pendant and said, as long as you have each other, laid it on thick about Mm -hmm. our ancestors and how we should feel bad and all of Mm this. Um, And they kind of left it off. um, uh a little funny tongue-in-cheek that it was of course like ma remy to tell us to believe in a bracelet other rather than talk to each other yeah <laughs> which is it's sweet it's that they funny, came yeah. together on that yeah yeah um Sutton then tells her that she knows that Casey wants the bracelet back, but she truly has no idea where it is. Mm. Um, Casey tells her that it's okay and that she's forgiven and puts her back to bed. Um, She meets up with mom, her mom in the hallway and her mother admits that when Sutton was gone, that she thought Casey was involved and that she's sorry, which is, that's like a weird little moment i was like maybe don't say that maybe don't um casey says but doesn't tell her sorry casey thinks and doesn't tell her that she suspected the same thing reversed at times Mm -hmm. during this Mm -hmm. um there's like a whole like back and forth on like how she there 
she does admit that she wished that Sutton didn't come back at times and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, there's a lot of raw emotions, but eventually now it feels like mom has been redeemed in the situation because she's finally explaining how she's feeling. True. Yes. And I'm like, I wrote down, yay, communication. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, finally. Although, like, yes. I still don't think maybe you should have told your daughter that. No, probably but... that. Maybe omit that one part, but like also. Good thing Casey's thank you. super chill because she's like yes. cool because I cool. thought the same about you. So, <laughs> no big deal. Um, <laughs> they do end up discussing, which I think is probably one of the most important parts, that Maddie is also very disgusted by the police lack of action mm-hmm. and they realize that they have to fight for Sutton as well as for Ruth. So mm-hmm. they let end off saying for Ruth at the end. Aren't they hugging too? Like they have a Yes, nice they're hug. hugging. Yes, That's they cute. hug. They're back on hug. the same page. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice, right? Mhm. Okay. Casey wakes up to a bunch of noise. I'm guessing where this is the next morning. Which turns out to be her parents moving furniture in the living room to 90s R&B. <laughs> Love that. Say my name, say my, say name. my name. Okay, so turns out, she goes downstairs, turns out they are redecorating. They've bought new furniture. Casey can see that it's clearly not her mom's style. As her dad mentions, there is a cup holder and a USB portal. In the, I can picture it. I can picture this chair. Yes. Um, You're like, I can see Marty wanting this chair. Yes, exactly. And me being like, (laughs) no, no. I was was thinking the same thing. I was like, I can see Justin wanting this lazy boy chair. Yeah, I I know exactly what it is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, um, brown suede, anybody? Yeah. Yes. With like that stupid black cup holder. Yeah. 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 Reclines. Yeah. 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 We're on the same page. Um. Anyway, so when Casey calls her mom out on this, because she's like, do you actually like them? She says that they are perfect. And I wrote this down because I love this. Quote, all she can see is how happy this made dad. End quote. Which I fucking love because I feel like that is just like the definition of such a good and loving relationship, you know, like not really caring you care more about how happy the other person is yes. than how fucking ugly these chairs are. These chairs now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Casey goes outside to sit with Sutton while her parents are whatever. She thinks to text Ruth and then remembers she can't hate that feeling. That's a shit feeling. Uh... She asks Sutton what made her remember about the bracelet. And she says it was the other girl's. Um, she says that she saw the poster and as soon as she saw the poster she thought of Casey which is weird but it's like okay Um, she realizes that Sutton hasn't really had much of an opportunity to see things that could jog her memory such as those posters in the crime scene photos etc so she's remembering how familiar the crime scene photo felt to her even though she didn't know where it was when the detective had laid it out um so she asked Sutton do you think you would remember more if we went back to where you were found (laughs) so they do a little sneaky sneak that night um they take their dad's truck and they gone it's creepy (laughs) it is creepy um it seems that Sutton knows where they are going like she remembers because she's giving the directions before the GPS says it They end up getting to the red building and Sutton says to keep going. And when she sees the red building, she finally recognizes it. It's from the pamphlets for the rise above camp. So she's like, wait, this is weird. Sutton is telling Casey to pull over all of a sudden. And then she gets out of the car and she walks into the woods. (laughs) No, 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 I'm no, like, no, no. That sounds like a bad idea. Like oh, I Lily. no flashlight, nothing. She's just oh. like going in. Lily is creeping me out. She was yes, creeping me out. She's creeping us out. So Casey follows as as any good sister does. As you would. As you would. I'd follow um, you into the dark. I would follow you into the dark too. But I'd have my flashlight, obviously. True, true. <laughs> so she finds Sutton kneeling by a creek. 
And when Casey gets closer, she can see that in the creek is a badly decayed body. WTF? And the only thing identifiable on the body is a bracelet. And it's Mom Remy's bracelet. Casey whispers to Sutton, what is this? And Sutton replies with, it's me. Chilly, chilly, chill. I got the I'm the dead body. It's me. Oh, yeah. It's me. Hi. Hi. I'm in the creek. Hi. It's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Creepy. Okay. So now I've got a Sutton, and but now we're the afternoon of. So shit's about to go down. Eek. Ah. Ooh. So Sutton is walking. Because she's done school and she's walking to go meet um, Andrew at the garden, which is their diner that they like to hang out mm-hmm. at. And she like needs new shoes or whatever. And she's thinking about if they'll have a new coach by the time that cheer camp starts. And then she's like, oh, I'm just going to text my mom to tell her that I need new shoes because I could buy myself. But then she'll probably get me like some leggings and a new sports bra, too, which I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Get your bag. Get your bag. Yeah. Get the stuff you need. But she goes to text her mom and her phone is dead. That's not cool. She's like, usually I charge that lunch in my Jeep, but I didn't have it. So here we are. She's thinking about Andrew and hoping that the meeting for low income first time home buyers, which is what she needed the coach to help set up, that that went well. She's walking to the diner to eventually meet Andrew there. She remembers the fight that she had with Casey. She wants to explain the story of their family to her, but doesn't think she'd believe her that this actually happened. Although, like, we we know that it happened to both of them. So Mm -hmm. if they just Mm -hmm. talked about it, maybe they'd be like, oh, shit, we're both entitled to this. Um, A red truck pulls over in front of her. And who is inside but Pastor Daddy? And he, mm-hmm. and Sutton really doesn't want to chat with him, but she's like, well, I have to. That's fucking rude for me to just be like, okay, bye. Like, ugh. Also, this is kind of falls into like the MFM, like fuck politeness. Fuck politeness, yes. Right? Just like, yeah. no, bye. If you're not feeling it, don't. Just pretend exactly. you're on the phone. Even if your phone's dead, just be like, oh, sorry, mom, one sec. I'm I'm on the phone. Do you need me? You know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. What's he gonna say? Exactly. Yep. Uh, so anyway, she goes over and she talks with fucking Pastor Daddy, and she also mentions how she's never liked this man, which is she's just got them vibes, you know. She's got vibes. He offers her a ride, insists on it, and Sutton thinks of the other girls who have disappeared, so she accepts the ride based on that fuck so she gets in the car it sucks she's looking for a charger she's like pastor daddy i need a charger he's like i don't know feel free to look he's droning on about fucking whatever um and she's yeah yeah um and she's looking and she puts her hand down between like the seats which i would never do in a stranger's car i don't even want to do that in my Mm -hmm. own car like Mm -hmm. um But so she finds, she's like, oh, fuck yeah, I found a cord. So she pulls it up and she realizes it's a bracelet cord with letters on it. And those letters spell out Tamika. (laughs) And that is when the doors lock. Pastor Daddy says, I guess I was wrong about you, Sutton. Maybe you aren't the girl I thought you were. End quote. Sheesh McGeesh, that is creepy. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Creepiest man, he's a creepy fucking man. I'm curious to hear, I don't know if it's like appropriate to actually ask her because we know that we'll be interviewing her, but I'm curious to know like what Lily's relationship with religion is like Mm -hmm. because... What an interesting choice for him to be the pastor. I mean, I guess that it's kind of when you think of like a stereotypical, like innocent 
person person yeah like think a person in the community it's you're yeah. they're safe they're an upstanding yeah. citizen you would think like Wrong. pastor but there's definitely a lot of i mean yes especially in Aversion. the last chapter yes kind of mm-hmm. interesting anyway that would be interesting to know i but have I cues know for her raise that question are you a religious person <laughs> explain to me why it was the pastor yeah and why it was pastor daddy okay and why pastor daddy lives all right they're in the fucking woods beside the fucking dead body and sutton is removing ma remy's bracelet from herself decaying self and puts it on her wrist Casey is recognizing the clothes that are on the dead person and notices that it's the same clothes that Sutton was wearing the day she went missing she gets super dizzy disoriented obviously like shock Um, and when Sutton opens her eyes again her gaze is different from the quote unquote usual self the past month like the weird staring and stuff the like that it's like stuff, yeah. exactly it's like she hasn't seen casey in ages is the stare this time like she's recognized who she is the stare is different but casey is only concerned about trying to get away from this imposter and whoever is beside her sister's dead body um and then she has yeah, this because that's not possible uh-huh. she's like how are these two people here who is this imposter yeah. yeah yes um she's like how this is not the laws of physics i don't know how this works um she has this thought though is that all she wants is her sister back and she never another title tie in love this she never wanted a shadow of her sister she oh. wants sutton back mm-hmm. Um, all she knows is that her sister is dead and whomever is coming towards her and she runs. She's running. Sutton is calling after her. Eventually she trips and like hurts herself, falls into like prickly bushes. Um, she remarks though that the truth hurts the most out of any of the physical pain that she's in. Dead Sutton murder, sorry, dead Sutton in the like murky waters merges with bathtub Sutton. And then she starts thinking about the fish, AKA Juliet Mm -hmm. and her comments about if she thinks that they remember. So there's like tie-ins to what's happening to this decaying body Mm -hmm. and that the butterflies swarming around the body and Mm -hmm. imposter Sutton, um are like feeding off of her she's like putting things together and she realizes that ma remy did this and her bracelet and the promise of keeping them together as long as they trusted that they would be reunited was all due to Mm -hmm. this bracelet and Mm -hmm. that she had never thought that the conjuring work and the root work that ma remy talked about was ever real i guess which would be a trip yes definitely yes, it would be mm-hmm. growing up in a world that is definitely not about hoodoo and mm-hmm. old um healing work and stuff like that and then realizing like this could be real is crazy yeah eventually sutton finds her and she says to her that you're dead how are you here in front of me essentially that's you back there what is going on Sutton tells her that pastor David killed her and that she had to come back and now she knows why she returned and it was for Casey um he she explains to Casey that he was supposed to give her a ride she found the bracelet and then wouldn't let her leave um but during I'm what I'm assuming is probably not a great death. Um, She wasn't afraid for herself. She was afraid for Casey and that it was her life that flashed before her eyes. It's because she trusted pastor daddy um, and she wanted to protect her from him in the end because she has immense trust for him. 
mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sutton then tells her that she loves her and she says that it's she's so, sorry. She says that she is sorry that it took dying to say it to your face, but I love you. And they have a little this chapter. Yes. Yes. They had touching. Yes. It was sweet. Um, And obviously Casey says it back. They love each other. They decide that it, they should probably find Ruth, that this is their mission. Um, And as Sutton like brings her up off the ground, her fingernails are like falling off, but there's no blood. And then she realizes that, her hair loss, the sunken eyes. She knows that the bracelet brought her back, but can it keep her alive? And will she die? Like, does she have, how much time does she have? What is the mm-hmm. end game here? Mm-hmm. And what is going to happen? Well, she even says uh, earlier, I feel like I'm running out of time. Yes, right? yes, which true. Like, which is probably not helpful when, yeah, Sutton is like, huh, is she going to stay around or is she actually dead or like yeah. what is actually happening? Yeah. Um, Sutton says that they should probably call somebody, but uh, Casey has no signal. And then they say, and then, sorry, and then Sutton says that it's up to us then. And Casey follows her into the cabin. Okay, here we go. Wild ride. Stay with me. I'm holding on to my butt. Hold on your butt. They get to the cabin, and there is a glow coming from inside. Casey is thinking about how the last time Sutton was here, she died. That sucks. She can't lose Ruth, right? She can't lose Ruth, so in they go. There is an oil lamp. Obviously, the door was unlocked, and they find Ruth sleeping on, like, a little cot thing with a Bible placed over her chest. No pastor. They're like, that's good. Sutton ends up checking Ruth for a pulse. She says there is one, but it's faint, and they determine that he must have drugged Ruth, and that's what's going on right now. Suddenly, Mm -mm. Pastor Daddy appears telling the girls that he knew they would come (laughs) fuck fuck this guy right so i tried to paraphrase here because i also think it's ridiculous but essentially the pastor admits that he's trying to quote guide the sinful and that these murders are just because the these girls were bad people and in the act of dying he's cleansed them by allowing them a new chance at salvation Mm-mm. 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 <sighs> fucking pastor daddy fuck All off right so then he tells Sutton that she was different and that God brought her back because he had made a mistake with her he says he needs to sacrifice Ruth because a hole was left in heaven from Sutton coming back he then pulls out a knife and Casey lunges for him because clearly that's her BFF and she's not about to allow this to happen. They fight. Casey can feel that the pastor is over, like overpowering her. She's like, what am I going to do? And that is when Sutton interjects and she slams the oil lamp against the pastor's face, which then kind of starts some, some fiery stuff going on because that's an oil lamp. Um, she ends up strangling him, telling him that her soul is stronger than his and that she will, sorry, telling him that her soul is stronger than his and that she will survive. Um, the cabin has started to catch on fire just a little bit. So they got to get out of there. Mm-hmm. They got to skedaddle. Yep. Oh, another weird thing about that was that, um, Sutton was able to overpower him. Like she yes. had this extreme yes. strength, right? Yes. Which is which is interesting. Um, so they gotta go. They grab Ruth. Sutton is now pulling pieces of glass out from her hand, but there is no blood. So that's another thing where it's like, fuck, what's happening here? Casey is worried that she might not have much time left. Um, once they get out of the cabin with Ruth, they start to hear screaming. Turns out fucking Pastor David will not die and he is still alive. He's rushing for the door and that I tried drink this too because I was like, it was written really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
so he's rushing for the door and that is when a shadow appears behind him and it turns out that it's Henny. She grabs him and pulls him back into the flames. Mima then appears too. She's helping her mom pull him back. They hold him back in the flames. When a third woman appears out the window, it's Ma Remy. And it's then that Casey realizes that she kept her promise to them and that she is there to protect their family and bring them back together. Mm, That's cute. Yes. 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 I feel like ordinarily I would not love this kind Mm. of thing, Mm -hmm. but it works so well in this. Oh, it was so good. So good. It was really good because sometimes I feel like a bit of a cop out or like. Yes. But you had something going on the entire time. Yeah, I had the exact same feeling. I was like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't usually like this sort of thing, but this it was so well done. So well done. Powerful the way. And because we knew about the family the entire book, like it was very clear Mm -hmm. that, you know, it was just it was so powerful to just for it to all come full circle. All right. So suddenly Sutton drops Ruth and it's because she's bleeding from her cuts now. Ruth ends up waking up, probably from literally being dropped. Um, and she tells them that she followed her dad there and found the body in the creek. They all start walking away, and Ruth observes that the body is now gone from the creek, except for a white flower floating. And that single white flower matches the flower in the pendant. The sisters look at each other, and Casey's, Casey knows that she has her sister back for good now very cute they get back to the car but they don't have service yet um casey's thinking quote if the pastor buried sutton here it's likely they'll find the other bodies nearby too we probably don't need to mention sutton's rebirth or our ancestors in the fire but oh god probably <laughs> there's not, just a yeah. lot going yes. on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Sutton, they're, they're kind of like talking about how much trouble they're going to get into. And Sutton then tells Casey that it was technically her idea to come here. So (laughs) she's the one that's probably going to have to take the brunt (laughs) of all the trouble. And then that's how it ends. Just a cute little thing with all three of the girls together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gourd. That was so good. That was so good. Like I said, I'm not a huge fantasy person, but it was not fantasy in the, no. the way that I would have ever thought. No, it wasn't like there weren't weird names and weird like fairies mm-hmm. and orbs and stuff. But yes, it was, like perfectly I, done. Lily did yeah. a great job. She yeah, really yeah, did. Yeah, 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 she yeah. really did. Yeah. It was really good. I have, I have questions. We need another book, I think, because oh. I need to know what are Sutton and Andrew going to get back together. Are they like in Oh, love you want forever? another book about that? Well, like, are they? I, I need to know if he's got his home. I need to. I need mm-hmm. to know all these things about Andrew. I liked him. Oh, you liked and him. Then, okay. Um, and then I want to know more about, like, even more about their family. I just find that family history stuff very interesting. You read the author's notes where she's explaining, yes. where the name came from and stuff. That yes. was very interesting. Yes, yes. And I love how she just wrote you know what would i don't know she wrote like her family into existence almost like what yes, she wishes yes. she doesn't know sort of thing exactly yes That's and i really did cool. I, I kept reading as you know i'm not an author's note reader but i wanted to keep reading so i needed to know it was yeah, lovely yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um i also loved and wanted to know about like what else has pastor daddy been up to like why was he gone for three weeks where yeah. was he what was he doing what's mm-hmm. gonna happen with this fucking like what's the fallout from this mm-hmm. true what happens in the town That's huge. where do all of the kids go uh-huh uh-huh what happens uh-huh. to ruth now mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. did he kill his wife well technically yeah because he's a fucking asshole but why? Why would he kill his wife? Was she catching on that something was weird going on? Well, he, I think, like, made her go through that with, with that pregnancy. That was, like, and yeah, that was and his way of, like. and stuff. But yeah. why? What, like, why Why did she need to go, you know? Clearly, they had a good thing going where she was taking care of the kids and he got to do whatever he wanted. 
fucking killing people and fucking salvation and shit that's <sighs> fucked fucking that's hate bad. him yeah i i was surprised that it was pastor daddy because like or sorry pastor david um that um because like we said it was too obvious in the beginning when people were like got bad vibes got bad vibes from him and we're like yeah "Yeah, bad vibes but red herring obviously yeah 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 yeah. i was stuck on casey i'm like "Mm." Mm -hmm. i was the same as the mom i was like "Mm, was it you looking at you girl yeah But yeah, it all came together really well. And then Mm -hmm. also I like how we got the perspective where Sutton isn't as bad as fucking Casey thought she was. And that they were both experiencing the exact same feelings about one Mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Yes. Trust in the bracelet. Yeah. Would you rate it? I haven't even thought about it. I would say at least a four, if not higher. I think four, four and a half. I was thinking the same thing. I, I just want to know more. I wish half, the fuck it. Five stars. Five, five stars for five everybody. Stars. <laughs> five stars all around. Give it all. You know, I'll I don't really feel like five. we were left um in, on like in a way of No. Like we everything was wrapped up, which was nice. Yes, everything was wrapped up, but I wish there was more book. Like more she could have kept writing if she wanted to. Like yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, yeah. I like she her writing coming. style. Great writing style. Well, hopefully, congratulations on your debut. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully, this just means that there will be many more. We won't see you next week, I don't think, right? Is there an extra week? Do we get a week off? Yeah. But if we talk to Lily, maybe we'll see you. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah. We'll probably talk to Lily next week. Cool. Yeah. So, like, send your questions. Yeah. Send your cues. Mm -hmm. We'll try and set up a meeting with uh, Lily. Mm -hmm. Send your cues. Can I send your cues? Okay. 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 Um, okay. Goodbye. Say love you. Bye. bye. Oh, go or no, good boy. No, no. bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations, or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.